Welcome to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Van Doren, and in this podcast, we explore the intersection of creativity and spirituality and discover what lights up your creative soul. Thanks for tuning in. everyone. Welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast. It is your host, Leah. And welcome. If this is your first time listening to the show, then I am so excited to have you here in my space. This is where we talk about all things creativity and what it means to be a creative human. And I personally believe that every single person is creative. And that is one of our human-given, God-given rights, and creating is an act of being present and discovering who you are and staying connected to the unseen realms and connecting to your spirituality. So I like to tell people that this podcast is the intersection of creativity and spirituality where those two ideas meet. And welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. If you are curious about creativity or you're discovering your spirituality or you're discovering the practices that make you most excited and inspired, and if you're looking for more inspiration along your path or if you're feeling lost or stuck along the way and you're not really sure what to do or if you feel like you have a big dream inside of you but you have no idea how to realize it into the world, then this is the perfect place for you to be because that is what we talk about. I have guests on that range from all different backgrounds. And then I like to come on occasionally, depending on my own inspiration. I like to come on and share a solo episode with you all and just share and connect with you all and connect with what's going on and sharing a little bit more about what I'm moving through personally because I... I'm one of you, and I'm also someone that is on this journey to discover my creativity, discover my spirituality, and so we're just going to get into a fun little catch-up episode today because I'm feeling inspired to do a little seasonal catch-up because we're about two months into 2024, and I want to talk about some of the things that have really been lighting me up in 2024 so far, and then just a little bit about what I'm currently moving through in my own creative spiritual journey. Um, So I'll start with, for 2024, I had two intentions, and if you can think back to you know, New Year's Eve just a couple months ago, even though it kind of feels like 2020, I don't know, I'm not sure how to think about time this time around, because I usually think about, you know, is it going fast or slow? But I feel like it's just going on pace. I felt like January felt like it was long, but I actually, for the first time in my life, did not want January to end. And that is so wild for me to even say, because I have never loved January. Like, I feel like I've always dreaded the months January and February. But this year, for some reason, and I think it's, you know, attributed to a lot of the work that I've been doing over the last couple years. But yeah, this year, I did not want January to end. And I knew that once we would hit February, time would just go by so fast. And because February is already a short month, that it would just go by in a blur. And it totally did because yeah, I really wanted to savor January. For some reason, 
I was loving winter this year. I was loving the darkness, the stillness, the cold, the clarity that I feel that you get during winter time. And I haven't always been this attuned to nature and the seasons, but in my recent journey of moving to Michigan and connecting to herbalism and learning about the plants that are growing around me and, you know, dialing with herbal medicine and making herbal teas ever since connecting to nature and having this deeper connection to nature, getting to play with nature and and really express my creativity through nature. That's really what I've been exploring the last couple years. Ever since I've been on that journey, I've really become more accustomed and more tuned to the seasons of earth and what's kind of going on in the weather around me. And I noticed that during the transitions of the seasons, I actually get sad because I'm it's a little bit like a mini grief of like grieving the ending of the seasons. And we just had an episode on grief with Ning Tendo, who spoke about, you know, how to move through grief. And I was really asking her a lot of questions, you know, grief you know doesn't just have to be someone passing away and that causes grief it's like there is grief is just as much a part of life as beauty is as joy is and that's been also the journey that I've been on the other journey that I've been on is really being on a grief journey and grieving a lot of the things that I never had the space to grieve in my life prior so being connected to nature has allowed me the space for mother earth to hold me and for me to express and let go of my grief. So because of that, I have been feeling this like mini grief when the seasons change. And that is all to say that I have been loving winter this year. And now where I am in Michigan, we've had like a couple 60 degree days. It's kind of like a false spring. And Already the days are much longer, the sun is setting much later than usual, and typically I relish that feeling because it just feels like, oh my gosh, everything's waking up again, and it feels so alive, but this year I find myself grieving it a little bit because I loved the winter so much, (laughs) and I think, yeah, I'll just share a little bit about what I loved so much about winter this year, and if you live in a climate where you get snow or you have different changes of the seasons and there's different things that you love in your season I invite you to reflect on them as I'm sharing mine but for me winter this year first of all the the thing that I love about winter you know I mentioned the words clarity and stillness and cold I think even you know I'm recording this and looking out at the trees in front of me and there are no leaves on the trees and because there are no leaves on the trees it feels like it's easier to see them so when I'm walking in the forest and you know, I'm able to see really far into the distance. And typically in the summer when everything's covered with leaves and everything's growing, you can't really see that far in front of you. So there's kind of like a thick mass of forest. But then in the wintertime, you can actually see through the trees. And it's just, it, it what it, it's like a metaphor of life. It, it reminds me that it's like, I'm actually seeing what is. I'm actually seeing just the skeleton of the tree, the skeleton of the dead plants that are growing around me, and I'm actually able to see what's really there. I can notice small details that maybe I wouldn't notice if there was all this stuff growing around it. So I notice 
the different branch patterns. And I just went to this like plant walk in Michigan led by a local Michigan educator and herbalist. She took us on a plant walk at this farm and we walked around and identified different trees. And I had never done anything like that before. It's really hard actually for me to identify trees. I've gotten good at identifying, you know, different plants that are growing around here. But trees are hard because I I just didn't know anything about trees. I never learned anything about trees in school. Actually, come to think of it, it's like, why didn't we learn to identify plants and trees in school? Like, I feel like, why didn't we go on, like, plant walks in school? Anyways, that's a topic for another day. (laughs) But... What I find is that because of this clarity of winter where nothing's growing, everything's still, it mirrors life. And what it mirrors for me in life is this ability to see things like clearly, see things truthfully, see the the truth of things. And you're able to sit with yourself in the stillness, in the quiet, and actually hear your voice, hear your inner voice, hear your intuition. So for me, what that's looked like on a practical level, because that feels more of like the spiritual metaphorical inner landscape, which is mirroring the outer landscape, nature, on a practical level, that looks like for 2024, I had these two different intentions. And one was that I really wanted to focus on getting in my body. I feel like ever since the pandemic, I don't know if you can relate. I'm sure many of you can. But during the pandemic, I became very uh, sedentary. And I already lived a kind of sedentary life, working, you know, a nine to five at a desk in an office and sitting for most of my day. And then during the pandemic, I feel like I just stopped. Like I, I used to go to the gym and go to yoga pretty regularly. But during the pandemic, I stopped all that because it was the pandemic. And I would go on daily walks and I would go on lots of walks in nature and walking has been my primary form of exercise over the last couple of years. I haven't felt like going to the gym. I just haven't even wanted to be in like that harsh environment. Like I find gyms can be such an unpleasant place to be because they have fluorescent lighting and all of these metal machines and men in tank tops working out and just... I was going through a phase where I really needed to go inward and even going... The thought of going to a gym was like not happening. So... For a large part of the last couple of years, I've just been walking through nature and doing some yoga here and there. But I was feeling like this year, I really wanted to get more into my body and connect with more in my body. I feel like we spend so much time working at our computers, on our phones, we're constantly in our head that we don't really have a lot of practices that get us in our body. So one of my intentions for 2024 was to start working out and moving my body and doing strength training and strength training like if I feel so intimidated by strength training because I feel like I know nothing about it and I don't know how to do it and it's a new skill for me but what I've learned about myself in the last couple years is that when I'm a beginner at something what's really important for me is to get support And this might seem like an obvious thing, but this was really a lesson that I've had to learn for myself over the last couple of years where I realized that my patterning because of childhood was to just have this attitude of I'm doing it all on my own. I don't need help. I don't need support. I don't need anyone. Like I can do it all myself. And that was truly the way that I operated up until I was like 27, 28, when I started to really realize that yeah, in order for me to feel like my best self, I have to have support. 
So I ended up hiring a personal trainer that I'm working with virtually, unfortunately not in person yet. That didn't, wasn't available to me here, but I signed up with a personal trainer and I've been doing a three month program with her where she gives me um, workouts three times a week and they're like strength training workouts. And I've been doing that now for the last like six or seven weeks. And it's felt so good to get into the gym, even though I don't love the environment. I'm able to kind of look past that now because I am reaping the benefits of just spending an hour three times a week or an hour and a half three times a week, like learning new movements and moving my body in new ways and moving muscles and just connecting to my body in a different way. And yeah, it's been really challenging and good for me to like commit and stick to this because I feel like over the last couple of years, I have been really in my head around body and body image and especially getting married last year and all of the different thoughts that can come up around when a woman is getting married and all of the conversations around her body. And yeah, me realizing that I thought that I never had body issues and I actually realized that actually for a large part of my life, like people were really mean to me and I was called fat as a child and I was told by boyfriends to lose weight. And I think that relationship to your body can be common, especially in survivors of sexual abuse. So I'll just say that. But also, even if you aren't a survivor of that in particular, I think just living in our society, a lot of women have body image stuff. And like I said, I was someone who saw that in the world, but it was like, I don't care. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't bother me. And that was kind of the attitude I had. But what I've learned over these last couple of years is that that was actually my protections and defense mechanisms. And there was a little girl inside of me that felt like really sad and really scared and really hurt that people would call her names and judge her and say mean things to her. So I am working on healing my inner child and healing my relationship to movement and exercise and moving my body because in the past I've just like hated exercise and did not want to exercise and that's why I gravitated towards more gentle forms of movement like yoga, like walking, like swimming. (laughs) I love swimming in the ocean because I am a mermaid. But Yeah, so I've been going to the gym, getting a personal trainer, and doing workouts for now the past seven weeks. And yeah, I've been feeling really good and just seeing the result of like hard work paying off and just showing up and being consistent. And I will say it's really hard in the beginning where like you're starting and you're not seeing any differences. You're not feeling any better. Actually, you're feeling kind of worse because I tend to get like exercise induced headaches. And it does not feel good at all, but I've just been going more slow and gentle and having the support of someone else giving me the workouts has just been really, really supportive for me. So that has been one of my 2024 intentions. So then the second intention that I set for 2024 was to write my book and Well, really, my intention was to write for an hour every day. I started with the intention of write my book, and then I decided, okay, that is a bit more of a, like, outcome-based goal rather than setting something that would, 
you know, what is what is the thing that I need to do to write my book? Well, that looks like showing up to writing consistently because I have a beautiful writing practice. I mean, writing is one of the biggest ways that I connect with my creativity and spirituality. It's the way that I connect to my inner voice. It's the way that I connect to my inner truth. And writing is just has been something that's been with me always. And I teach creative writing workshops and lead people through writing practice. And so I've been committing to showing up for my writing practice for an hour every day, except now I really only do weekdays. So I take two days off on the weekends. And I actually find that taking time off is important, both in the working out and in the writing practice. So with the writing practice... I have been waking up in the morning and spending time reading, like I'll read a book and that actually has been a really nice way to stay reading consistently because that ends up being the only time of day that I read because by the end of the day, I'm kind of too tired to read. So I wake up, I read a book and then I go and write for an hour and I have this writing playlist that I play and I actually originally created it for Discover Your Creative Soul, which if you've been listening to this podcast since before 2021, you'll know about Discover Your Creative Soul, which was a creative writing workshop that I did where we learned about the creative process and did a lot of writing practice and a lot of writing prompts. And I had created this Spotify playlist for them that ended up becoming like my routine writing playlist. And I actually find it's really helpful when you're writing or when you're showing up to, you know, commit to writing to set a beautiful container for yourself. And this is true of any creative practice. If you want to be working on your creativity, but it feels hard to show up and it feels hard to get yourself to start because oftentimes that is the most difficult thing just to show up and start. And it really the it's like the resistance is what creates that like gnawing anxiety and fear. And I find, or what I am finding is that committing to my practices actually quells that voice of anxiety and makes me feel better. So it's like the hard work is showing up. Once you show up, you've already done the hardest thing and you just have to, yeah, keep going and commit and stay consistent. So what I've been doing is setting the container and getting to my desk and lighting a candle and playing my playlist that I will link for you in the show notes so you can practice this for your own writing practice. But then I'll play my playlist and then I'll just start writing and I'll do stream of consciousness writing. And my only rule for myself is to write for an hour because I get very creatively blocked when I feel like I have to do something. So if I was setting the rule for myself, okay, I'm going to show up to my writing my writing practice and I'm going to have to write about this and I have an idea of what it's going to look like in my head and that's what I'm writing and then I just come to the page paralyzed because I'm seeking perfection when perfection isn't there. So what I do is I actually let go of all expectations and I just let myself open up and write and I get to write whatever the heck it is that I want to write. And I'll tell you the magic that comes from doing this practice is unbelievable. I mean, you can read about it in books like The Artist's Way or Big Magic, but from actually showing up and getting to learn about my own writing practice, it's so amazing what emerges because what emerges is like these unfiltered, truthful thoughts. And I've been able to process and feel what it really is doing for me is 
allowing me to feel my experience because I will literally just like sit there and start writing. And I realized that actually for the first 30 minutes of the hour, I'm kind of like maybe just writing about my day or what's going on in my life or what I'm feeling or what I ate for dinner last night. And then I kind of get into something else. And then I feel this like kind of like natural stopping point around 30 minutes. And then I like have this choice. I can either keep going or I can end for the day. And there have been days where I have not felt like showing up to the page, but I forced myself to at least do those 30 minutes. And then I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm done. But what happens actually most times is after the 30 minutes, then something really cool emerges. This like thread emerges of an experience that I had in my life or a feeling about a relationship that I had. Or for example, I started to write a lot about like memories from high school and and what it brought up for me was like writing about one of my best friends whom I lost contact with. So there was this one friend in high school that we were really close and like a couple of years after I went into college, she like broke up with me and I didn't respond very well and we never spoke again. So at this point we haven't spoken in like 10 years. And she always comes up as someone that I think about, you know, as someone that is one of the friendship breakups that I've had and, you know, kind of this unresolved relationship. So through my writing practice, those feelings were coming up again. And I was actually able to send her a message on Facebook and say, hey, we haven't connected in 10 years, but hey, I just want to say I'm really sorry for the way things ended for us. And like, I love you and thank you for being a friend in my life. But that process only was able to happen because I took myself through the journey of writing about it because at first I was like having the memories coming up, writing about it, writing about the details about our relationship. And then I gave myself permission to actually feel loss and to feel sadness over this lost relationship. And I realized that in all of the 10 years that we stopped speaking, I never allowed myself to grieve that relationship. And so we started to this podcast talking about grief and how we don't realize that grief is such a big part of life and it happens in these small micro moments such as the seasons changing but it also happens in these micro moments of a friendship breakup and that was something that I hadn't even given myself space to grieve you know I had these protections and walls up that was like whatever I don't care you know it's her loss and that was kind of the way that I had armored myself so that I was you know not feeling the pain of the depth of that the loss of that relationship because that was a really special and important relationship to me in my life and it was at a very pivotal time during my life and it just was really beautiful and I was able through my writing practice to really grieve it give myself the space to feel the feelings that were coming up and I literally will be like typing like a mad woman and crying as I write because I'm just feeling and, and letting my words fly off the page And then through that process, I was able to come through a place of or to a place of gratitude for just what I had experienced and the love that I had experienced with this friend and just to acknowledge like, hey, I was actually really hurt and really sad when our relationship ended. And I can just admit that to myself. So that led me to the place of then reaching out to this friend and she didn't even, I don't even think she saw the message. Like, I don't even know if she has me blocked on Facebook or what, but I sent her this message 
And she hasn't, to my knowledge, she hasn't seen, she hasn't responded. But what's interesting in this situation is that part like doesn't even matter because I was able to hold for myself that experience of having this beautiful friend, losing her, being sad that I lost her, and then kind of coming to this place of, you know, if we reconnect, we reconnect. But if not, like I said my piece and it's her responsibility to respond to that however she is. But, you know, I just want to acknowledge that I did that for myself. And since I've done that, I feel like that energy around that relationship has totally cleared, which is really amazing. And yeah, it was something that I just wasn't expecting. And it's it's fun to share this story because I think this example can mirror a lot of other relationships in my life and in our lives. And, you know, how can we think and what other relationships are we not being truthful and acknowledging certain things to ourselves, even for ourselves first, you know, it doesn't always have to involve the other person. So yeah, it's, it's been a, like a, a, I I wanted to share, especially, you know, that part about healing a friendship wound, because that's also something that I feel like is coming up because I've been planning this sisterhood soul radiance retreat in san diego and i've shared a couple times about this retreat but it's may 17th through the 20th in fallbrook california with two of my very good friends i'm co-hosting it with shannon keating and ashley love and we shared a podcast episode recently about how we all met at a retreat and what you know going to a retreat as a woman has been like and just these friendships that have allowed me to deepen and so It's been really beautiful to be planning this retreat with these women because I feel like anytime you're creating something and putting something out into the world, you are receiving feedback and, you know, you're triggered in different ways and things come up for you and a lot of different thoughts come up. And what I was feeling was, you know, sharing about this retreat and then feeling like, okay, we're kind of dealing with, you know, things around the sisterhood wound, things around not finding community and how, you know, how do you find your soul aligned best friendships? Because what we have done is really created these soul aligned friendships. And we know how it was when we didn't have that, when we did feel so alone. And these relationships have allowed me to really feel seen and heard and be vulnerable and really heal a lot of the relationship wounds and friendship wounds that I had. And a small example of that is, you know, just talking about the friendship wound and healing my own friendship breakups and realizing that we are going to be doing the same for the women that come to our retreat and getting to be, you know, those mirrors and those guides for the women that want to come to our women's retreat and be surrounded by other women and heal any of the sister wound stuff that they might have times where they felt competitive with other women, times they felt like they weren't good enough or beautiful enough or felt like they didn't fit in or didn't have a group of friends or felt misunderstood. The retreat that we're creating is going to be an experience of healing all of that deep within us simply by the fact of being in this nurturing, beautiful community of women who see you, who support you, who will be your soul aligned friendships for the rest of your life, just like Ashley and Shannon are for me. But also we'll be doing like creative writing and tapping into our creativity and our spirituality. We'll be doing cacao ceremonies and sister circles. We'll go to the ocean and play and swim. And it's just going to be really beautiful and healing and loving and supportive. And I would really love if you would 
if you hear that call, if you feel intrigued to just reach out to me and apply, the first step is to apply for the retreat. The deadline to sign up for the retreat is March 17th. So you have just a couple weeks to get in your application. So if you DM me the word retreat, you can email me at leahvandoren at gmail.com or you can reach out to me on Instagram at leahvandoren and just send me a little DM and I'll send you the link and everything you need to know about this beautiful retreat retreat that we're creating. And yeah, so (laughs) I share all that because that's what I've been moving through these first couple months of 2024. And it feels good to just be consistent, you know, showing up for my practices and really creating and building a foundation for my life. Because I feel like up until this point, I've moved around a lot. I've been traveling and wanting to really just go out into the world and experience the world. And now I'm really feeling a call just to go inward and to ground and to feel the roots beneath my feet and to create stability and structure and support for myself and for my life and for what I want to build in my life. And I feel so grateful to say all this on the other side, because for the last like two years, I was in the chaos and the tumble of all that, of the breaking down. And now I'm kind of in the rebuilding phase, which is hard work, but totally worth it. But I'm grateful to be in that stage. And if you can relate to that in any way, it's because these are total classic symptoms of going through your sad and return. And I'm currently going through mine, and it has been a crazy roller coaster ride, to say the least. <laughs> For anyone else, shout out to anyone else in their like late 20s, early 30s. 27 to age 30 is most typically when people go under a Saturn return or go through a Saturn return. But yeah, I'm with you. So I'm sending you love and sending you grace. And if you're on the other side of it, blessings to you. But yeah, so that's kind of a little update on what's going on in my world, what I'm learning through my creative projects and passions. And yeah, again, would just love to have you on the retreat. So be sure to DM me to apply. You can apply. And then the deadline to apply is March 17th, 2024. And we will see you in San Diego. And if not... I also have a retreat coming up in July in Michigan, which I am so excited for. It'll be July 26th through the 29th in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So mark the calendar, save your dates, and you can let me know if you want to be on the wait list to learn about that retreat in Michigan. It'll be more writing focused and nature focused. So it'll be really about connecting to nature and we're going to be staying on this 10 acre renovated farm house in someone's like homestead land where they have gardens and walking trails and we'll get to know the earth and different plants that are growing around us we'll do some herbal medicine workshops we'll do some foraging and plant walks and forest walks and we'll also do a lot of creative writing workshops and creative writing time and we'll you know share our art and community And it'll really just be fun to connect to Mother Earth and connect to our creativity within in Michigan. So if that interests you, let me know. And yeah, I'm just excited to keep connecting with you. We have a lot of fun interviews coming up. Next week, we'll have my friend Maya Davis on. And then we also have an episode coming up about microdosing and using mushrooms and plant medicines more more intense plant medicines like ayahuasca, mushrooms, stuff like that, with a really beautiful friend, Brooke Novick, who teaches a lot about microdosing and using plant medicine intentionally. So I'm excited for that conversation. 
And I love you all so much and I will see you soon. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode and thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend and tell them what inspired you. Or if you'd be so kind, you can rate and review the podcast. And when you do, I would love to gift you my free guided writing meditation that will connect you to your creativity, yourself, and your spirituality. Just go on over to my Instagram at Leah Van Doren. That's L-E-Y-A-V-A-N-D-O-R-E-N and send me a screenshot of your review and I will send over the meditation and I would love to hear your thoughts. Stay inspired, stay creative, and keep shining your creative soul. Thank you.